How can a philosophical discussion fit with coffee? But isn't it what we all do when drinking coffee with friends or others? Today, we're having a philosophical conversation with Craig Constantine and a small coffee break. Hi, I'm Artemis and you're listening to Coffee Stain, a podcast full of real people's stories, knowledge and much inspiration about and beyond coffee. Personal and business stories full of passion, persistence, creativity, goals and action. So get your coffee ready and join us. Today, uh, here in Coffee Stain, I, I'm happy to have here with me from the other part of the world, uh, across the ocean, let's say, uh, Craig Costandine, if I say it correct. And, Probably uh, better than the way I say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I'm very happy that he's here with me today. He will uh, have to say many things about um, himself. Uh, I would definitely uh, propose to the people that are listening to us right now to read his about page in his uh, website and read it in very detail and with calmness and and because i think and they will have coffee. to <laughs> and a good and a good coffee i think you're going to uh, gain many many uh, beautiful uh, things so craig welcome and thank you very much thank you for inviting me it's a pleasure to be here i'm glad i just want to start with the main thing that you say that in your um Uh, guests, you ask the three words to describe their practice, okay? Mm. And you mention your three words. What, uh, how can you define practice? Oh, that's the, that's the best part of the question. <laughs> And uh, for me, my definition of practice is really just to recognize that I'm on a journey And of course, everyone is on a journey just by default. Uh, you don't really know exactly where you're going. You might know where you think you're going today. I have a, you know, an early video call with Artemis, or I might know where I'm going tonight at dinner at my mom's and maybe tomorrow, I'm sure. But you don't really know exactly where your life's going to end up. So for me, the idea of practice is a reminder to be aware that you have to make that journey, that it's, you know, whether you believe in a higher power or you don't believe in a higher power, it's still up to you to try and create that journey. So um, 20, 30 years ago, I would have said practice was the physical part of it. Um, you know, push-ups, running, jumping, playing when you're really young. I would have said that's what practice means. Um, and then maybe 15 years ago, I would have said practice is the thing that I do for work, the thing that I do to create money for myself. Um, and I don't think any of this is original to me, but now I'm, I believe that really practice to me is being mindful of the fact that I'm on a journey. Um, and that's something that I discovered along the way in my own journey. Um, and when I started asking people the question, so it's the, the hook question at the end of my podcast, I say three words, you know, and of course, the final <laughs> question, three words to describe your practice. And usually the guests and I talk about that question a little bit before we start recording. <clears throat> Um, and sometimes they ask literally like, well, what do you mean by practice? And then I say the other half of the answer to your question is 
discovering for for me discovering what the other person thinks I, I mean by practice and what they mm -hmm. mean you know, that's also <laughs> part of the question and that's what really makes it powerful if you ask if you ask a very clear question you know what's the value of pi to seven decimal places then you're going to get an answer but now we're just trading information and if you ask someone a question that's too open-ended like you know what's the meaning of life then they have a real hard time finding anything to hang their words on and there's something about asking people for that mixture of i want three words which is really concrete that describe your practice and then that's like really fuzzy and that gives them this really open space but a little bit of something to play with and then an open space for them to maneuver um, so that's what i really like about um and then there's, I can really go into that. There's different kinds of answers that people give to the question, which kind of gives you more insight into how they think and things like that. Um, but most people that I've talked to and asked that question of, they've given me answers that are more along the lines of life as their whole practice. But there's also a selection bias. Like I, that's also people that I have chosen to interview. Mm -hmm. so maybe if I was inter interviewing sixth graders, you know, middle school students, I'd get different answers. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I uh, was thinking was that probably, and uh, I would say maybe they should, these three worlds in the past of our lives will change. Because yes. as you said, when you were a teenager, then afterwards, now, yes. maybe after 10 years. So I think this is a beauty and this is um, <clears throat> a question that we should ask to ourselves in some period of time again and again and again in order to be on this track of of our lives maybe yeah uh it's also good because you can look at um you look and look at what you said you know what you answered previously and then you can see um i'm a big fan a big proponent of journaling of, of telling people you write write mm. anything write something mm. um and it that, of course, you're going to write that down in your journal, but just the ability to look back. So if you're not a person who journals, you can be a person who at least thought about your three words. And then 10 years later, you're not going to forget what you had for your three words. Um, so it's, it's an interesting, an interesting tool. Today, I had um, a question from a girl uh, who is a barista that uh, listened to my podcast, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And she said that uh, she would like to see more of the people that um, are guests. And uh, to be honest, um, they want to know more of the people that are behind the microphone because podcast mm -hmm. is uh, a remote uh, way of um, uh, communicating, yeah. let's say. So uh, I would like to ask you a question similar to what you ask your guests uh, <laughs> because uh, the podcast name is coffee stain i would like to ask you what do you think your stain your stain as craig constantine is in this world mm, i uh so i don't have children um just like that's one common thing that most people i think would answer like my mom 
um, <clears throat> has, has been, has had like jobs and worked in real businesses and they do these big meetings and they're like, everybody stand up and tell us your, your most proud accomplishment. And my mom's just like my son, like, so <laughs> if you have children, that's going to be something that I think is, is really going to leave your mark on the world. So that's not something for me that's by choice. Um, long story, but yeah, that's, that's not the most obvious answer for me or, or what would be an obvious answer is not an answer for me. Um, I, I used to think, uh, maybe going back, so I, I've, um, started working on the internet in the early nineties, late eighties. Uh, so I used to think that at some point along the way, we would do something really cool, um, that would like change the world. And I often thought, well, maybe that will be the thing that I'm, um, either remembered for, or even if not remembered, like, you know, created this or created that. Um, and I, now, um, you know, I, I'm thinking that it's much more valuable, the mark that you leave on other people. Um, so if you're a well-known Ted speaker, you know, Ted talks, if you're a well-known Ted speaker, um, then maybe you, you'd interact with thousands and thousands of people every time that video plays. Um, and I don't think that's, well, although, you know, now I have a podcast, which doesn't get listened to by that many people, but you know, there is that <laughs> opportunity there for people to hear my voice like years later. Um, now I'm thinking that the mark uh, will be the people that I interact with more often. So there's people that have worked on the podcast with me, um, or if I can be so bold, people like yourself that I work with in podcasting courses. Uh, I haven't actually counted, but it's thousands of people now who have gone through those Akimbo courses. And I'm not an official coach. I don't lead the course, um, but there are usually with each course, there's a dozen people who volunteer um, I'm not a big fan of, they, they label us all stars. I'm not a big fan of the label, but, um, we just show <laughs> up and try to like model the behavior and, um, the metaphor of like ripples in a pond, you know, those little, um, contacts that I have with, you know, like this student has posted hundreds of things and I've only ever posted one reply to that student, but it might be just the right question to ask them or just the right idea or, Hey, have you seen this? Or here's this piece of gear. And I, th I really think that those, the idea of um, uh, the phrase I like is paying it forward. So like if I do something nice or I do something helpful, then that multiplies as people repeat that type of behavior. Um, so I really think that I don't really expect that I'll leave a mark that has my name on it. Um, I did have the opportunity to go to Rome and there is a constant, I would say Constantine, Constantine, there's a Constantine arch, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's going to be, I mean, my name's already on the arch, but no, I don't think I'm going to have, you know, those types <laughs> of triumphant arcs or, or that type of mark. Um, I really think, and, it, and to me, I think it's far more interesting to me personally, the, the one-on-one -on -one or the small group dynamics. So mm. it's, it's almost like, um, the more you want to leave your mark on the world, the less effective you're going to be at doing it. And then the more you don't actually, you're not actually trying to leave a mark, but you're trying to be, uh, open and personal and communicate. The more that you just be honest, the more you just show up, uh, the more that you're going to wind up leaving a mark. Um, so I think that's, that to me, I think will be, I think it'll just be like, maybe a footprint or an echo, um, in the people that I've worked with over the years. Um, and it, and sometimes I think, oh yeah, how many people is that? Two, three. And then I, I remind myself a little, like there are online communities, like extremely technical oriented online communities. And I was there early on when the community got created and there are like 
200,000 people that, <laughs> you know, the system says like 200,000 people have read something you've written or voted. And I'm just like, okay, that's, that's a lot of people. You know? That's and, a lot of people. Yes. It's not yeah. a lot of, you know, like I didn't fundamentally change their lives, but um, I'm really, to me, rationality and, and like meaning and understanding is really important. And, you know, maybe they got a little dose of like, oh, that's a really insightful question. Like maybe that helps them. I don't know. So that's, I think that's going to be my stain on the world. <laughs> that's a, a great, great, great answer. Uh, I usually say great many times, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I, I tried to find my words, my three words, but we will talk about it later. Maybe. It's hard. It's, it's a it's really hard. good exercise. For people yes, listening, yes. you know, imagine I go, <laughs> okay, give me three words to describe your practice. Like... <laughs> Like a lot of people joke. I think that um, when I was reading uh, your essay, as you say, they came, they came to me. As I was reading, the first came, the second came, the third came. Excellent. So uh, uh, this is the reason that I'm repeating, read please this about of uh, Craig, <laughs> please. It will be very helpful. Also, I would, I would stick to these three words because I think it's important. Uh, I think that... Uh, as it worked for me today, I think that when people are uh, reading or listening to the journey, because uh, I think that the way you write it is like a journey, uh, when they are reading to someone's journey, it's easier to connect and find their own three words. Uh, so I think it's if you just say to them, Craig, tell me three words that uh, can describe your practice, uh, they're going to get stuck. But if they read it, your journey, it's like a, an example. And I think it's much better. It's much um, more to the heart. Yeah. That, um, that essay was written by, it's actually written by four people. So I have three other business partners that run the company that the web, that the mm -hmm. podcast is part of. And I had been asking the question, three words to describe your practice for years. Uh, and there's a great backstory about why I didn't come up with that. I got it from someplace else. And after a while, we're like, okay, we knew this question was really good. Like it, it really mm -hmm. elicits a lot of times it elicits the best part of the podcast <laughs> is at the end. Um, and there's a lot to why I think that happens that way at the end. And so we said, you know, we should probably try and do this for our, you know, for the project for movers mindset. And that's what we started doing. And then the more that we worked on that essay, the more I realized I'm like, no, this is, this is actually my, like Craig's three words. So I had three words originally that I had picked. Um, someone asked me the question while pointing a video camera at me. Once. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, so I've had that experience and I don't even remember what my three words were at the time. I've contemplated asking them to find the video, but I don't really want to know. Uh, so I had picked up someone else's three words that were, uh, strength, dignity, and community. Uh, they were in French. It's a force dignity et partage. Um, and the person who originally used the words gave them in French. And so I used the English mm -hmm. translations of them and they, they were good, but I never really felt like they fit. They, I mean, like they, they were close, but it was like, it's, they were just a little too much physical and not enough thinking. And, um, so when we wrote the essay over the course of weeks till we were done, it was like, no, this is my essay. Like, like I didn't write every word that's in it, but every word that's in it is true about me. Um, so that in itself, I th thought was really something interesting to, to realize that, 
you don't have to actually write every word of something for it to be completely true about you. And I mean, that's yes, obvious. Yes, of course, of I, course. Like, you know, autobiography, uh, people can write a biography of you and it can be completely true. And it's like, wow, that's truer than I would have written. <laughs> but that, that essay really helped me understand um, it wasn't that it changed uh, in the essay we mentioned, it wasn't that it changed the path that I was on, but it actually makes it clear to me what the path is. Um, and I think that's a good way often to sort things out in your mind is to deconstruct them, take them apart, uh, learn what the pieces are. And then when you put it back together, you're like, oh, that's how that works. That's why that works. So it's, it's interesting. It was an interesting journey. Um, and now I'm always a little nervous about leaning on those words too heavily. Like, you know, I, at one point in my life, I didn't have three words. And then I had three words, which I have now forgotten. And then I had three new words that I borrowed from someone else. And now I have three, I'm like, well, you know, when I turn it's, 60, should it's I, should moving I on. It's yeah, moving like, on. So I'm, I'm curious to see at what point do I feel like the words that I currently like so much, you know, do they eventually feel like they I've outgrown them? Uh, I don't know that <laughs> I think they're pretty we'll cool. See. I, like that. <laughs> I think that we'll see uh, probably uh, most of the audience of the people that are listening, probably, hopefully in this podcast, uh, they will. They would wonder why you are here in this coffee stain that some people think it's only about coffee, but my... Well, I, I do have a <laughs> <bit of> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you love coffee. I know that. So it's, uh, I think it's the second uh, reason that uh, you're here. But the first reason is because this is this, the 10th episode of the Coffee Stain podcast, and I'm very happy about it. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> And uh, I think that the reason that you're here is because um, I want you to transfer your experience and what you do uh, at the moment to uh, all the people that are listening to us. Uh, most of them probably are from uh, the coffee industry, all these big industry that we have talked about again. Mm -hmm. uh, but every uh, everyone everyone each of one is a man a woman a person that has to move on to do something to find his goal his vision to do and to leave their own stain in this world so so i think that uh, the main reason that you are here is to share with us some of your experience and help them whatever they decide to do help them be one of these person that you talked about that something that you talked about help them in their way no pressure um, no pressure no uh, pressure at all uh, <laughs> who, is well, who is craig who is craig craig oh that's a different question <laughs> craig no pressure no pressure at all um i think it took me a long time to realize that um and I'm, I'm a lover of quotes. It's one of the big things on my website is I, I love quotes. I have a book of a book that I just got. That's a, an old book of 40,000 quotes. We, um, we want to tell us this book because uh, uh, we love uh, that quotes. One, that's a, That's another tangent. Um, so there's a quote and I, I'm stumbling because I can't think of the gentleman's name. So I'll leave me leaving out the person's name. He, he basically said, there's there's no there's no like work time there's no play time there's no life there's no, there's just time and and when i say it it's like duh that's obvious that 
you know, we, we don't actually, some people talk about like, I put on my work suit and I go to work or I put on my, my work hat or my play hat. And I was like, you know, you know, it doesn't really work like that. Right. It's really just you. And it took me a long time to realize, you know, which things in my life, um, built me up, you know, energized me and which things tore me down. And there's a time and a place to, to like, take the difficult challenge, like, okay, I don't really want to do this and it's going to take months, but there's a reason why I'm doing it. There's a reason why I'm choosing the hard work or the hard path. Um, and I, but I think I wasn't, you know, decades ago, I wasn't mindful enough about which things were were empowering me. And I don't, I don't mean like, um, you know, enabling me to have the job I wanted or, or live where I wanted. I mean, empowering me, like when you wake up in the morning, are you like, yeah, let me at the day or, or are you like, Oh, it's another, Thursday. another day. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think that's, that's probably if you force me to like pass a life lesson on, I, I think it would be that you need to be intentional about choosing what you're doing. So I've, done a couple of like trade shows, you know, where I've been like stood on the floor at a trade show booth. And that's because I mentioned this because I know you do that. Like that's exhausting. It's really <laughs> tiring, but there's a reason you do it. And there are moments in it where it's like, oh, that made it all worth it right there. Like that's why we're here as a team. That's why we do all this. Um, and you see that story in all the other people, maybe not all, most of the other people who are at their booths, you see that over and over. Mm. So I just think it's important that you be mindful of what you've chosen to do um, and sometimes people talk about if there are caustic people in your life like people who are pulling you down you need to get rid of those people it's like yeah but that's just one example like you can have situations you can have jobs you can have relationships you can have people you can have pets there's all kinds of things that can build you up or tear you down and i just think that's it's super important that you be mindful of that um, and now I'm just thinking like, and of course it's to, for me, it's all going to tie back to, okay, Craig, how do I do that? And it's like, oh, well go have really good conversations with people that you trust. And, and they're going to go like, are you aware that you have this situation that you keep talking about? And it always seems to be a native like, oh yes. Okay. Thank you very much. So I, I really think it's important that you have, uh, people in your life that you can talk to, you know, about, about things that you can, people who ask you challenging questions, um, not, not, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, what do you like? Not necessarily somebody who's only going to ask you questions, but, um, that's, it's an interesting, I mean, that's, that's life. That's what the journey is. Um, so I don't know if that speaks to your question. Yes. I think it speaks very much to me and I hope to anyone that's listening. It's, uh, a friend of mine and, uh, he was in the previous, uh, episode. He said that, uh, he hates the word stain because it feels like stain to him. So <laughs> in, in, English, he, in English, in English, it has a negative connotation. Like yes, you have to go yes. to the second or the third definition. But yes, yes, yes. I can also talk about language. I like sometimes really like when language works like that, but go finish your thread first. No, uh, uh, and, uh, I think that although for me, it's, uh, in order to create a stain, you will have to first to to cook a coffee, to make a coffee, and then split it, or by mistake, or someone will push you, or something like that. So I think that uh, life is something like that. You either make mistakes or not, or someone pushes you, or 
maybe the cat comes over you and <laughs> splits the coffee <laughs> and then the, the stain is there on the table or on the carpet but um it's very important to look at this stain for me uh, as an evidence as you say also in your essay that it's mark. it's there it's a mark it's a mark it's something happened i can see it i can um i can examine it uh, i can have this uh, reflection that you say yeah i think that's for me um i'm not sure in greek but in english the word stain it's the exactly the same word that we use when you stain wood intentionally. So if you want to change the color of something, that's also stain. It's exactly mm -hmm. the same word. So, but I think if I just shouted randomly at a person stain, their, their first thing would be like the negative connotation of like, there's an undesired, like a coffee ring or don't mm -hmm. put your water glass on my book. It'll make a stain, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. But there is there in there's like a perfectly commonplace usage of it where you would intentionally be staining things. Um, so I, um, I, I'm going to say, I really love language. I'm, I'm fascinated by turns of phrases and things. And one of the things very early on in my podcasting journey, I was concerned about uh, a lot of the people, uh, so I got, I got into podcasting specifically in the parkour space in movement. And most of the people that I was encountering who were really well known in that space, they speak French first and then English is their second language. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the very beginning, I was a little concerned about, well, you know, my English, my, I mean, English is my first language and I've actually studied it a little bit and I take the time to use it and learn about it and I can talk really fast. As so I was concerned about were my guests going to struggle with, struggle with Craig, struggle with English? Would that affect their ability to share themselves? Um, so it took me a while to learn. So now I, I tend to coach people if, if their English isn't their first language, I'm like, I say to them, the way that you use English, um, it actually forces the listeners. So you have native English listeners hearing somebody who doesn't speak native English, the way that a non-native speaker uses English forces you to listen differently. So <laughs> like, especially Americans, we're so used to like, blah, 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 blah. it's all a million miles an hour in English. And then somebody comes along and uses a word like stain and they mean it positively. And that's like the needle on the record, you know, that sound. So it forces you as an, as a native English speaker to like, go, wait, oh, that hadn't, I don't really use that word that way, but you're using it in a way that's different, but it's totally correct. And then it, it actually makes people think. So I always love when, when, um, a lot of times I get, uh, like Spanish speakers, I don't, I don't know a word of Spanish and <laughs> I'll tell guests, you know, if you're stuck, just switch back to your native language and talk at me in the other language for a moment. And that invariably fixes the problem. Cause they go like, bah, 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 and then they come back and they're like, the word I was looking for. Yes, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> the, the fact that we're all used to some language as our primary language, and then mm. we always think of, oh, I know this other language, but it's a struggle. So my French is horrific. But when I'm forced to use French, the French speakers they don't they don't go oh god and like stop listening. They they like lean in, like oh we're gonna have to really listen to figure out what is Craig saying. And that changes how you are listening when you are being more intentional about listening. So I think the cross language struggle, we'll call it the cross language struggle is actually super useful. It, it, it forces people to really dial in. So I, I think that's, it's, uh, 
it's a really useful thing. That's very good because yes, probably there are, they have to listen carefully. So. Well, one of the great things about podcasts, um, hopefully, to those of you listening, we'll, we'll break, I don't know, is it the fourth wall or the third wall because there's only audio? Um, if you're listening, hopefully your podcast player will let you change speeds. So you should be able to yes. slow us down. So you're like, oh, this Craig talks entirely too fast. So slow him down so he speaks more slowly. You can, you know, that's a handy way to, to change things. I often speed things up or slow things down. Um, a handy thing that you can't do in real life. Unless you ask. It is it is a practice because yeah. when I started listening to podcasts, I was listening to the normal uh, mm -hmm. English. When I I was listening at sometimes some Australian men, I was a little bit slow. Now I usually listen everyone in one point five or maybe two. Mm -hmm. So I, I can it, it is practice. So I think it's uh, it's very good. Let's say about the other question that I have. Because I have mentioned and I have uh, uh, uploaded many times in my Instagram that uh, what coffee means to you? Mm. Um, I I'm going to say I'm schizophrenic, but that, so I have <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde might be a better uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Uh, or we all are, I believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so what happens to me is I, I have like the. Um, you know, it, it puts the coffee in the cup or bad things happen. <laughs> like there's, there's that side of me, which I'm just drinking coffee because I'm addicted to caffeine. Um, and then the other side of me is when I get to enjoy coffee as part of the environment. Um, and that, that can just be just me drinking a coffee by myself, but it's often drinking coffee with other people. Um, or coffee prepared in certain ways, or, I mean, obviously, you know, talking to people in the coffee industry, right? Every cup of coffee is different. I mean, like literally make me one five minutes later, it's not the same. Um, so when I, I don't, uh, I probably travel a lot for the average American. Um, America's huge. <laughs> like it's, I mean, I've been around a lot of it and I've only ever seen a tiny portion of it. And like a lot of the flights in Europe are vastly shorter than flights. You know, like America is enormous. So I don't fault Americans too much who don't travel because you can just get in your car and drive thousands of miles, thousands of kilometers. Um, but I, I've also been around the world and there's something about sharing. So it, it starts with sharing food, right? Like sit down mm -hmm. and share a meal with someone is like thousands of years old way of like somebody feeds you that's probably a good sign, you know? Like it, yes. Okay. Um, and so the coffee to me feels like an outgrowth of that. It's a, in some ways a simpler thing that we can share. Tea is very similar to that and to how people use it as a tool to create. Um, a lot of times people use coffee or tea as a tool to create an environment, create a space. So instead of us just sitting here like, uh, what do we do with my, you know, and it's just like, so Artemis, you know, like it's like oh, it's, a culture, <laughs> it's a cultural thing. We understand this across borders mm -hmm. as we both sip. Um, so for me, there's the, there's these two modes. Like every morning, my wife and I get up and, and usually she makes the coffee. Sometimes I'll make the second pot. We, we tend to make smaller pots, although we don't, we tend not to do the American thing, which is where we make coffee and let it sit for nine hours. No, like I'm not yes. that bad. <laughs> we make multiple small pots. Um, but in the, at our house, the coffee is basically the same every morning. Um, and then when I'm out and about, I am often looking for the coffee shop, um, 
uh, often something like a lot of times when I'm traveling, uh, if I'm traveling for podcasting, I need to be certain place at a certain time and I want to get close to it, but I don't want to be like ringing people's doorbells an hour early. Um, so a lot of times I'm on the internet, like where's the coffee shop finding, you know, the, the roasted locally roasted coffee. Um, so for me, there's those two modes. There's like coffee as like the morning drug, you know, addiction, uh, and then coffee as the way to create space. Uh, the, like create a space. I don't mean like I need, I need more distance from the way to create mm -hmm. a space that involves us. That involves people. all of us. Yes. You mentioned parkour and this is something that I want to, to tell us something about because some people uh, think that coffee is not um, a part of athletes or that people that... Oh. <laughs> It's completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That people that are, are 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 taking care of their mind, of their body, and of their soul, all these mm. three, that it's one. Some people think that coffee is not a part of these people. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. wrong. There are certainly certainly there have to be elite level athletes so maybe at the olympic level maybe but okay. i doubt it mm -hmm. maybe at the extreme top people are hyper aware of every molecule that they put in their body but setting aside those people because i am not those people setting that aside i the vast majority of athletes that i have seen um i have met many people who don't drink coffee but then they drink tea I have mm -hmm. only met a small number of people who will say, I only drink water. And most of those people have said, and tea. Like, so there's something about like, and I have to remember, like, I'm, I'm talking to people who are in coffee, like, 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 you know, everybody drinks coffee and we all, there's something really special about, um, that magical being like there, the, it's it's like that drug i often wonder like have humans been drinking caffeine long enough that we are actually adapted to it like is it really maybe important for us yes i i like everybody drinks coffee that i know um and then they all have their own some people will drink any coffee i'm like you know you can buy caffeinated soap just get the cap you can actually buy caffeinated soap with caffeine in it <laughs> Like, just go buy the soap. If, it's, if you're that addicted, just put the soap on your body. Um, but most people really like the the drink. Um, but there's so many different ways that they drink it. Like some people drink it, and it's really a sugar delivery system. You know, colored like coffee. I don't I don't put sugar. I don't sweeten my coffee. Um, but then you have Turkish coffee, right? Which is super sweet, but no cream, right? So there's all these different different ways to no, to prepare. It's it. not. Oh, who, which is this? Is that, <laughs> is that maybe Syrian? I've had coffee that's super dense, but also they, sweet. They maybe put that's... sugar inside. Wow. If it's because I am, a, I drink Greek coffee, Greek Turkish. It's the, mm. the difference it's on the roasting uh, and it's not sweet on oh, its okay. own. You have, <laughs> maybe but I usually, a weird person. usually they put too much sugar in it. Hi. So yeah, it's, I don't. It's small well, and it's sweet, sweet. but like, no, I don't put candy. sugar. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think it's um, athletes, and I don't know if they're drinking the coffee. I mean, I, I could tell stories all day, but, you know, I've had funny, crazy stories where people who are, in my opinion, quite elite athletes will show up with tea or coffee at 
you know, like they, they, they'll arrive at a training spot. I've, I've seen them do this. You know, there's 300 students here for this thing that we're doing today at an international event. <laughs> the guy has a cup of coffee from Starbucks, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know what's in there. Maybe it's, it could be black coffee. It could be tea. I don't know what's in it, but like clearly for this person, warm, some caffeine delivery, this is definitely their thing. So it's totally, I think it comes down to how much damage can I actually do with eight fluid ounces? You know, like I'm in the U.S. So, you know, how much yes. damage can I possibly Oof. do with a mug of coffee? Um, so I, I really think it's it's as much psychological as it is the physiological aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I've uh, I've seen and, it, and like some of the greatest cups of coffee I've ever had have been like with other athletes who are like, you know, we're going someplace. We're like, here, come here. And you're like, you know, they, they go in and let's go. I've had people. <laughs> I've had people. I've been like in sections of cities where they were like, no, stay in the car. You know, like you don't want to come in this place. I'll bring you a coffee. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what the <laughs> heck, you know, but like the coffee's good. Here, have the coffee. I don't know. So it, it's yeah, coffee is definitely a thing. Craig, I would also like to ask you, because uh, we talked about it previously before we started recording, that you uh, mentioned the word, the word eudaimonia, the Greek word eudaimonia in your essay. Mm. And I think that um, that would be a very good thing to say to us about all the people that are working and I keep saying struggling because everyone is struggling in a way to find their way in this world. What does uh, eudaimonia mean to you? And um, why do you think it's so important that uh, we experience this way of living in our lives? Ooh, um, I am not a philosopher by trade. But in a way, everybody is like you. Okay. Right. You. You. Whether or not you realize <laughs> it, you are. Like you make decisions, you make choices. Um, and I got interested in Stoicism with a capital S. Yes. Got interested in Stoicism. Um, and of course, in, in English, we have this horrible problem where the word stoic with a small s has mm -hmm. a completely different meaning about like no emotions, which is not at all what stoicism is about. Mm -hmm. So in English, it's I generally don't talk about it because it's an uphill battle. As soon as you say the word, they're like, what? You mean Mr. Spock from Stoic? Like Stain. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like this <laughs> negative connotation. Um, so for me, I got interested in stoicism and um, I don't remember where it I could probably dig up the mental thread where it all started. But the more that I read <clears throat> um, Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus, and the more I started reading the original source material, I'm like, you know, you're like reading and you're like, wait a minute, when was this written? You know, like this stuff's like 3000 years old. <laughs> and it, it really started to give me, um, and I think everybody's experience is the same with it. It gives you this perspective of like, all right, yes. You know, like if there's an old Chinese proverb, if, if things are going really bad, relax, you know, it won't last. And if things are going really good, relax, because it won't last, you know, like, like <laughs> this, everything will change. Um, so I really like the perspective that I feel that I have been uh, given or shown. I hesitate to say that I found because this isn't new, you know, that this has been around. Um, but for me, that perspective has helped me personally a lot. Um, and I, I started like, oh, I want to read this book on stoicism. So then I was setting aside time to read in the morning. And like that 
actually is practicing being reflective, which whether or not you're reflecting on a philosophy or whether you're reflecting on your favorite Harry Potter book, whatever you're reading, being reflective will actually make you more aware of your thoughts, which is like it's a giant positive feedback loop. Um, So that's sort of been my journey recently in like the last maybe three to five years. Um, that reflective type of thing. And it, it turns out, I, I read a good book recently, um, an introduction to Stoicism, which is called, I think it's called The um, the Ancient Art of Stoic Joy, I, I think is the title. It's a very small book. And actually, I, I kind of read it and went, I'm beyond this. Like, I wish I had found this first, you know, like it was a good first book, but I read it anyway. And then I went, hey, this guy is like in Ohio. I could drive to this guy in like six hours. So I have him on my list of people I want to go talk to on the podcast. So it, it's just the more, it's, it's like anything. The more time you spend um, being reflective, um, and that, that's the reason why discovery reflection, reflection is my second word. The more time you spend being reflective, this is a self uh, you can get into trouble if you're if you have no outside influence. But generally, the more reflective you are, the more you're going to like lift yourself up piece by piece as you examine ideas. Um, and I think that um, looking into Stoicism and reading, you know, what I can of ancient philosophy, I, I obviously can't read the original. Um, so that's that's been really helpful. And then there are different different variations of it, or different, you know, like daily readers or, or things that I have found helpful, but I think that, um, being reflective, um, for me, a big challenge is having too many goals. So I'm always like, at the end of the day, I got, Oh, I only got 30 things done, you know, cause I want to do 35. So it's really important for me. I don't know about anybody else's experience, but for me, it's really important that when I get to the goal that I stop and turn around and look back and go, that's awesome. You know, cause otherwise if it's like, <laughs> I made the goal. I was short of the goal. I made the goal. I'm sure it's always like, I'm always like success is the standard, you know, mm-hmm. and then failure is like not good enough. But what, what would be better than success? Like, well, I set like, so for me, it can be a vicious cycle of trying to overachieve. So looking into philosophy um, or, you know, if you want to, uh, if you're religious and you want to just do some sort of self-study with your religious material, like whatever that would be, that reflective time has been teaching me, I was going to say taught, but I don't want to make it sound like I've succeeded completely, has been teaching me to pause and reflect and look back on what I've accomplished. Um, And that forced me to go, you know what, Craig, you started Tuesday morning and you had all these goals and you got a lot done. In fact, you got more done than most people do in a week, but you still feel like it's not successful. So maybe you should adjust what you're trying to do each day. And that's been really helpful for me to like help get out of my feedback loop of setting too many goals and um, having everything, try to try to make everything perfect. So it's, that's been really helpful, but really that's just reflection. I mean, I, I could have taken, maybe I should have taken that, those philosophy courses when I was in college. I didn't, I, you know, I was an engineering student. I missed them. But then maybe 30, whatever years ago it was, 30, I don't want to do the math. Maybe when I was in college, <laughs> when I was in college, I wouldn't have been ready for it. Like everybody's journey is different. So yes, probably. I may have had to go do a lot of other things first. Uh, as we discuss, uh, I believe that many people would um, question the, the time that they have in order to do all these things that we mentioned yes I to know read to reflect to sit and think to 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 in yeah. order 
to uh, gain this uh, self um, acknowledgement, self-awareness, self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness. Uh, but I, I cannot. I'm working in the coffee shop, let's say, from yeah. 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. And I'm dead. I just want to go take a bath and sleep. What would you say to them? Because um, there are a part, excuse me, because I there are a big part totally, of the people. <laughs> um, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say two things. Um, <laughs> I often, I, I've seen a lot of movies. I love movies. I often think of movie references that I'm trying to like, no, no movie references. No, tell us. Tell just, us. <laughs> there's, a, there's a movie, uh, Back to School. This is a horrible movie. Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. And he, he's trying to take a, like a, high school equivalent type test and his his one mean professor says to him and like an, an exam i have one question for you in 37 parts <laughs> you know, like he's like oh good one question it's got 37 parts um so i was thinking like i'm gonna give you two answers but the first answer has 37 parts um so the the first thing i would say is you're you're gonna have to just like whoever's listening you're gonna have to decide um, are you cool with what you're doing now? Like Craig's journey 30 years ago did not look like Craig's journey today. So maybe you're in the part of your journey where you have to just shut up and, and, and work at the coffee shop. Maybe that's what you're going to do for two years. That's totally cool. Like that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I often say 50,000 years from now, what difference does it really make? Like 50,000 years from now. I'm wow. lucky if any of my stuff is even in the archeological record, like the, my, this, I, I wrote a little article, a little piece on my blog about um, the house that I'm, I live in was built in the 1950s, which is not, I mean, there are, there are houses here from the 1600s in my area, a few. Mm -hmm. This house is very new in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't build it. I moved into it. So I moved in. At some point, I'm moving out, right? I mean, I go in and out and in and out and in and out. And out but one, one day I'm going out last, like I'll be the last time I go out right? Yes. <laughs> and, and all the things I carried in my books, they're going to go out once at the end when somebody cleans the house and the house is just here temporarily. Eventually they're going to come along with a bulldozer and scrape the house off. Right. And 50,000 years ago, there was actually a glacier where I'm sitting, right? You know, so like when you, when you zoom out, uh, this can be a little depressing when you first zoom out, but when you zoom out, nothing you do matters, right? Unless you're Oppenheimer or Einstein, or you make a really distinct stain, that's not going to happen. Um, so to me, that's liberating. That means that you don't have to, I don't have to like, I'm working at a coffee shop and I'm failing. You don't have to think I'm failing because I'm not going to accomplish the grand thing. That's going to make a mark. That's going to be here 50,000 years from now. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. The purpose of your life. Uh, I'm, uh, Victor Franco said the, the purpose of your life is not to find the answer the, the the meaning of life is how do you respond when life asks you that question you you don't have to actually find a specific answer um so that's the, the first thing is my answer is get perspective on what you're doing because mm -hmm. I, i've done a lot of um a, a lot of like really hard like we would use the word slog like it's a horrible trudging oh i'm never gonna get done and there's a million i've done a lot of that kind of work and i don't regret it. It, it it's like that was appropriate for the time that was the thing for me to do so that's my first thing is get perspective like it's okay to be working really hard um in, in a job that has no future it's like okay this is what i'm doing today it's like you as long as you're okay with that as long as you understand like 
yeah, I made this cup of coffee and that made this person's day better. And then it made that person's day better. And then that person's day better. And that, like, okay, 3000 people came through here last week. That's awesome. Like if you're not going to, but 50,000 years from now, none of those cups of coffee matter. I had a, had a cup of espresso in front of the, I'm bad. Is it the Pantheon or the Parthenon in Rome? Parthenon? <laughs> No, Parthenon is in, in, in Athens, in Greece. Uh, I always get it mixed so, up. <laughs> Pantheon <laughs> is in Rome, yes. <laughs> There's a coffee shop, like, right around the corner. I mean, like, you like, I had a cup of coffee. We were on our way. I hadn't been there yet. I had never, I mean, I'd seen pictures of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, ooh, coffee. I, I have my espresso. And then I take, like, two steps and around the corner. Oh, it's right here. Like, okay, that building isn't 50,000 years old yet. That's not going to be there in 50,000 years. So even that spectacular, like somebody built that, there was one person who went, I have an idea. Even that person's magnificent, that, that edifice will be gone. So that perspective is really important. Like um, some people will say, be here now, like be mm -hmm. in the moment. It's like a Zen tradition. Um, my martial arts teacher once said, um, this doesn't, it's kind of a little rough. And even in English, he said it in English, it's know this, know that no delay, like English N O for none of no, like, don't, don't be fixated on this. Don't be fixated on that. Just don't delay. Like know this, know that, no delay. Go. You want to go left, go left. You want to go right, go right. So that's my, my first part of the answer is perspective. Be aware of what you're doing. And like, that's okay. That's fine. Um, because if you're, if you're doing this and you're thinking about that, then you're going to have problems. Okay. Having said that, if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're doing something that's self-destructive, like if you are literally working double shifts and you're not making enough money to be in the apartment, I think that there, there is reality. You do need to look at, uh, oh, I'm in an abusive relationship or I'm in a codependent. Like there are all kinds of things that you can be doing, which are self-destructive. And I don't mean when my first part, you know, get perspective and the small, the, the small life, the small activities is okay. I'm not including in there self-destructive behavior. Mm -hmm. So the, hopefully if you start to look into getting perspective, then you can sort, you'd be like, you know what? I, I, this job at the coffee shop really isn't that bad. I actually, I mean, I laugh all day and yeah, I go home. My back's tired. It's killing me my feet, but I actually enjoy the job. It's just really hard work. Okay, keep that. Do that for another year or two. Um, you know, my my drug addiction, I'm not talking about coffee, but like my real drug addiction, that's actually not a good thing. That's a destructive behavior. And you know what? I, I don't seem to be able to get control of that. Okay, I need help. And, and being um, self-aware enough to reflect and to separate those two. Like this is something that is, this is my journey. Okay, that's cool. Let's continue on this journey. And this mm -hmm. is something that I'm doing that's self-destructive. Stop the self-destructive part. And then if, as soon as you can do that, as soon as you can do those two things, then you will go, you know, I really like reading or, or maybe you don't, maybe you really like watching movies, whatever it is for me, I really like reading. And I think I know why, but I really like reading. So I'm, you know, I, I ran the experiment. I read a lot. Well, this is great. I had cool blog posts. I had fun conversations. I stopped reading all those other things stopped too. Hmm. Might be something there, you know? So once you start to become reflective, then you're going to find, um, you don't, you actually don't need to make time to study philosophy or, you know, to work on Daimonia. It, it, you can't not do it. Um, once you realize that those things, um, empower you or energize you. Um, and that's, you know, if you have to make a checklist that says, I'm going to do this at six then it's not going to happen. You, you know, you, you want to find things that build you up. Um, so I don't know. That's my, 
my two cents, as we would say in English. <laughs> in 37 <laughs> parts. Yeah, I think that uh, that uh, answer of yours uh, was is the best uh, way to close this uh, episode. I think that uh, we have, uh, I don't know how much time we're here. To be honest, I haven't uh, counted. I don't know. We don't care. Okay. I think that it was very, very beautiful. And everybody that might listen to us will gain something. And uh, Thank you. And I'm glad that you followed through on, on, like, after our first conversation. I'm glad that you didn't put down the mic. I'm glad that you kept going. I've listened to, I haven't listened to the latest episode that you have out, but I've listened to, uh, I think, the first, what was the one that you had a different one that was just you uh, solo for the, the new year? The like fifth, number nine, I think number eight. Yeah. Eight. That was a cool I one. I always like when people change the formats and try different things. So, <laughs> yeah, please keep going. Um, <laughs> The world uh, needs more podcasts, I think. And I'm not being, it's not a joke. I mean, it seriously, everybody's, um, it's so easy to, for people to not be heard and to never share. Um, mm -hmm. And podcasting is a great way or to, to have intimate conversations with people. Um, but the structure of podcasting forces you to like pick a thread you know, so you have your very clear thread and then it, that, that focuses your thinking. And then it makes me go, well, uh, let me talk about coffee this morning somehow. Like it, that structure, we, we were talking before about I often use coffee as a way to create a space. I do it with the guests. I've had guests show up super nervous and I'd be like, you know what? Before we start recording, let's go for a cup of coffee. Like, cause I've looked where the coffee shop is and we go for a little walk, <laughs> a cup of coffee and the guests are completely different. Like, I mean, I use it as a tool and you're. You're using, you happen to be using coffee, but you're using the through line of your podcast to create a space for these people to come on and talk. You had that wonderful conversation. Uh, was she in Albania? Was the woman in, where was, there was a woman you talked Romania. to. Was, Romania. Romania. Pretty close for an American. We don't know. <laughs> yes, for America, um, yes. Sorry. <laughs> but those conversations, that wouldn't have happened or, or maybe she'd had the conversation with you, but no one else would have heard it. So, um, I applaud your efforts for podcasting. Please keep going. If you're out there listening, like, hmm, it's like you should talk to Artemis more off, you know, off mic, we would say talk off recording her about podcasting, about her journey, ask her how she got started. Um, do a co-host episode with her. There's all kinds of options. <laughs> Super fun. Thank you. Thank you very much, Craig. I want you to uh, share with uh, our audience where mm -hmm. they can find you. What do you want them? Also, I would like to mention something else. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, we're not done. <laughs> no, I'm not done. I just, right, I, I was coffee. thinking about this um, today that uh, podcast, because it's a little remote, they just hear our voices. Me, you, they don't know how do you look like or me, how do I look like? But I think that this is the, the beauty uh, of the podcast in order to go and search for Craig. Who is he? Mm. What does he look like? What does he do? Search for him. Do a work of yourself. Not just nice. wait. Not <laughs> just wait uh, for everything to be ready and in front of you. And I think that this makes podcast uh, a better way of learning, educating, and connecting. I my, would my completely view. agree with you. 100%. Um, I've listened to thousands and thousands of podcasts and my opinion is, and this is going to be, maybe a, don't follow a specific podcast and listen to every episode. I, 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 
don't do that. Instead, you can kind of like lurk them. There are ways that you can like follow their website or follow them on Instagram. And then you see Artemis like, here's episode 10. And like, so that you're, you're like a, a lioness or a lion, you know, on the hunt and you're looking and you're like, Ooh, mm. who's Artemis talking to some whack job from America? Or here's some like, so that you're, you're in search of information and ideas mm -hmm. and people. And then, so I do that with all the podcasts that I love. I, I follow them, but at a distance, I'm like sneaking up behind them and I'm like, yeah, that guest isn't interesting enough. Well, who's that guy? Because the thing that you really engage with, the thing that draws you in is the relationship between the two people or, or more in the podcast. So it isn't really that awesome to hear Craig talking with a hundred people. Like mm -hmm. what, what would be awesome is one of those people or two of those people you really are interested in and you want to hear the Craig tool used with that person, but then go follow that person's idea. So now this is a little meta, like, oh, that would be, you're thinking about me. <clears throat> so Artemis is saying like, go look up more about Craig. So it's like, well, go to, you can go to my website, which is just my last name. I say Constantine. It probably should be Constantine. It actually should be Constantino, but that's a whole nother story. Yes. So, Constantinos. Con in Greek, Cosandinos. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm actually Italian. I'm, I'm from Southern Italy originally. My family's okay. from Okay. <laughs> but Ellis Island happened. Anyway, go to Constantine or Constantine, C O N S, just like it should be spelled like the emperor, dot name, N A M E, is my website. More than you'll ever want to know is there. Another good place if you're interested in finding anyone on podcasts is there's a website called Pod Chaser com and you can like search people by name and find all the podcasts they've been on so you can find the other podcasts i've been on <clears throat> and that's just spending you know it might take you 20 minutes you didn't maybe maybe not for me but like a random person you hear artemis talk to and you go wait what who's that go spend 20 minutes and look and you know the internet is a magical tool right go mm. look for more about that person oh they wrote a book I have not written any books. Oh, they wrote a book. Oh, they have a website. Oh, they were on here. Oh, they posted this. Oh, they're on Instagram. Oh, this person's actually a photographer or whatever that person's story is. Um, that, uh, it depends on who you, who you are, like the people listening, depends who you are and what your life is like. You may discover that what you're actually missing is information. You're just starved for contact and fresh ideas. And being that lioness or lion on the hunt, well, you know, you're like, I'm looking for this and that that's super interesting. And I'm like, whoa, three hours went by and I've listened to a podcast and read a webpage and all these things. So that's a lot of what I do is one of my superpowers is following in strange ways, like sneaking up on things from different directions. Um, I don't know that it's really necessary that you go find me, but that's my website. Everything is linked off of there. Actually, everything is linked right off the front page of there. Um, so that's where it is. I will also link uh, Craig in uh, the podcast, of course. So I would like to thank you once more for being here today in this beautiful conversation. And I would like to tell to anyone that will listen us, uh, search for Craig or for anyone or follow the advice that Craig is giving you to listen and see what's, uh, what's catching your eye or your ear in every right. podcast that is out there. My email and, address is actually on the front of my website. I'm living on the edge, but you know, you can just drop an email <laughs> message like, wait, what are you talking about? And I can mail you back with more stuff. <laughs> that is perfect. So I wish you a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, day full of evdemonia and all your life to be, uh, to be honest. And uh, I think that we will uh, talk again.
Cool. My pleasure, Artemis. Bye. So, Mikey Seuss. Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir.